TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Left hand, left hand, left hand. Oh, boom! The right hand punch! Oh! Are we on? Welcome, everybody. TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic batch. Back at you on a beautiful, beautiful Monday here in the fine city of Chicago as the autumnal weather hits our uh, fine city. Beautiful, beautiful weekend. We hope everybody enjoyed it, sports and or otherwise. And thank you so much for joining us on a Monday. We much, much appreciate every listener. And if you're enjoying the show or you enjoy the show just a teeny bit, spread the word. Spread the truth, pass the word. We need more listeners. We got to get people hopping on board. If we don't, our general manager, the uh, fine commander in chief, Mister Christopher Whitting, might end our show at any point. Speaking of shows, David, I heard the show right before us, and uh, working these internet shows, it's not like we're all in one radio station. We're all one big happy family. We're like a somewhat unhappy, dysfunctional family because we don't know each other. But I did notice on Mondays we have a financial planning show right before us. Which is pretty well. It was a financial planning expert on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a financial yeah. planning segment. That's okay. a general information program. Okay. Well, if you could tell the general information program during football season with our betters out there, probably if they could schedule a financial planner like every day or every Monday, the ten minutes right before our show starts, I think a lot of our listeners who bet on the football games would probably appreciate that. I would tend to agree with that. <laughs> or maybe we should do it after the show. Not probably before is better. Preparation. Preparation. I, I, you know what? I don't bet on the games, and probably the only reason I don't is I don't know anybody who takes bets. I actually worry. I would be like the um, the uh, the latent alcoholic who doesn't take a drink because he knows in his family history that if you do take a drink or you, you drink a little bit, it's going to start to get you hooked. I would be the football equivalent of that because I think if I did know somebody and I started betting a little bit, I got a feeling that I would get into it and get hooked on it. So the best thing is uh, abstinence is the best policy. That's what I've done in the football betting. But I know we got a lot of listeners out there who put a little uh, change hole on the game and the financial planning uh, right before our show was uh, very, very apropos. We appreciate that. 888-463-6748. That is our phone number. We'll recap the Weekend that was obviously football intensive, uh, college football on Saturday. We had some big pro games on Sunday, of course, here in Chicago. Everybody excited about the game tonight. We'll preview that a little bit too. Bears fans, Packers fans listening to our show, you want to check in, talk some Bear Packer football. We'll be happy to do so, more than happy to do so at 888-463-6748. Of course, you can always email us at mike 2 Guys at AOL.com. It wasn't all football over the weekend. We'll sneak in a little baseball talk as the one race we do have, which is a very, very good one, heads into its final week. We're talking about the National League West slash the National League Wild Card race. We had a golfer win $10 million plus million yesterday in the uh, FedEx Cup. We'll talk about that real quick in the Ryder Cup coming up this weekend. And as per always, we'll jump off the sports page. We do that early and often here at the Two Guys at a Mic Show. My uh, regular partner, the big dog, uh, not 
in studio today. He's not checking in via the phone live. We are told he will check in for a segment or two. You never know what the big dog. You never know. I got a call like, you know, about 9, 10 o'clock last night after I had already left the cell phone in its uh, sleeping spot. So I didn't get the message till this morning. Coach, sorry to give you late notice, but I got job number 43. Another new job. And I won't be able to make the show regularly. I'll try to call in and give you a segment or two. That's this week. And then he said after this week he'll be set to go. Next week he should be fine. Until I get my call next Sunday night at about 10 o'clock. Coach, sorry to give you late notice. Oh, goodness. But we're hoping to hear from the big dog. Beat the Schmoes football picks, by the way. We do it each and every Friday. I was uh, was having, having, past tense, a pretty good season. Headed up until this weekend's of games. Again, if you're new to the show, beat the Schmoes, our football prediction game. We can play it each and every Friday. Pick any three games, high school, college, or pro. You pick them against the point spread. David Olson, you'll be sad to know, or you'll be glad to know, depending on your mood, that uh, I finished an O and 3 on the weekend. Had Cleveland over the Ravens. Oof. Talk about a bombola. Felt very comfortable in picking San Diego and giving up three points to Seattle. San Diego having its almost traditional bad start to the season. This team's got a lot of potential. This could be a Super Bowl contender. And they start out two and five. That seems to be consistent. But they lay an egg against Seattle. And I, I was real confident. Real confident in the Washington Redskins. Even though I think they were on the road giving up a few points to the St. Louis Rams. I thought for sure the Redskins... You know, after a bad game last week, we're going to bounce back. Well, they laid egg number two. St. Louis Rams knock them off. So I go 0-3, um, beat the Schmoes. Not very good. But, David, you uh another successful weekend. I am the model of consistency. It's unbelievable. Another 2-1 uh, weekend. We do not need to order uh, X-Lax for you. That's correct, sir. Solid. Exactly. Exactly. Just, you're just cranking out two and ones, two and ones, right. two and ones. That's right. Uh, yeah. Cincinnati came through for me. So did the New York Jets. Uh, Houston Texans, not so much. Oof. Everybody who thought, all right, Dallas, you know, this is not going to be Dallas's year. They're in disarray, and this could be the year that Houston finally gets over the hump. Maybe not. Well, they, I mean, it, it could be the year they get over the hump. Yeah. Hump, but uh, it, 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 nobody thought that. Dallas was going to get their stuff together as quickly as they did. Yep. I mean, they they were a completely different team. Yep. Completely different team. We thought maybe one or two more bad games, then they'd turn it around make a late charge for the playoffs. But, uh, hey, you know, what a difference a week can make. So the uh, – all right, but 2-1, very nice. So, you you know, a guy like you, you, you don't need to pay attention to the financial planning show. You're all good. Just keep cranking out. I like that consistency, too. Very – in touch with your personality, too, because I know you don't like the sways, the highs and the lows. And, you know, God forbid you actually went 3-0 and one week. You, you, we might have to give you a day off. All right. Nicely done. Nicely done. So Beat the Schmoes, uh, I don't think any of our listeners finished 3-0, and which they would have to do. The nice thing about Beat the Schmoes from our standpoint is if you tie the Schmoes, you don't win. you got to beat the Schmoes. We have a couple emailers. We're going to check our stats. And some people did pick the Bear Packer game. So the Beat the Schmoes, including my good friend, the Big Dog. So the Beat the Schmoes football results are not official yet. 773, that's my old radio phone number, 888-463-6748. The phone number, i got to tell you, I watched very close to zero National Football League action yesterday. Very close. Now, college football Saturday, I had a cover. Covered like a blanket via my DVR machine. 
Northwestern, uh, nice victory. Watch my Wildcats play, and then I, I've, I've taped every Notre Dame game so far. Not a Notre Dame fan, but I enjoy watching them play. And again, it was a good game. Not quite the drama of Michigan or Michigan State. It was a good game for about a half, and then Stanford just pulled away. By the way, college football fans, the Stanford Cardinal. And I am not a Jim Harbaugh fan. I was not a Jim Harbaugh fan when he quarterbacked our Chicago Bears. And I disliked him even less when he was quarterbacking some other teams. Who did he go with? Minnesota, Buffalo Bills, a couple other teams. But. Was it? I thought San Diego. San too? Diego might be in yeah. there. San Diego. I still never forget when he uh, scored a touchdown, threw for a touchdown against the Bears, and this is when the Bears were at like their lowest point. They're non-motivationally the least. You know, the Chicago Bears are known for bravado, right? You know, even even when they had those one and thirteen back when they were playing fourteen game seasons. You know, in two and twelve years with Dick Butkus and Doug Buffone, those teams. They were brutal on offense, the Bobby Douglas years, if you will. They still, it was Chicago Bear football. They were terrible, but they went down with a fight. They banged you, they hit you, they bruised you. Abe Gibbard on the sideline, totally disheveled, but it was still fun to watch because it was the Bears. And I remember they went through a period of four or five years under Dick Geron, I think it was. Maybe Jack Pardee, maybe Neil Armstrong. We've had so many bland coaches that sadly those bland years run into each other, but I'll never forget Harbaugh throws a touchdown pass against the Bears. And then he does a little airplane thing with his arms right along the Chicago Bear bench. I'll never forget this. Airplaning up and down like a little swan. All the way, you know, maybe not all the way down, but 50% down the Bear side before heading over to his sidelines. And I was so mad as a fan. And what made me even more mad is at that point the vanilla slash bland Dick Geron Bears Never responded. And I remember Doug Buffone talking about it the next day, like he would have gone out there and just leveled that guy. And I'm not one for for dirty hits or cheap shots, but if there ever was a time for a a cheap shot or a dirty hit, I would have appreciated it on Jim Harbaugh. You don't do that. You don't rub, rub it in the face of a team that's down like that. There was another one I remember for Bear fans out there. I hate to go back and regalia. The other one I remember when my boiling point hit the highest. See if you remember this, Dave Olson. Again, any Bear fans out there, you want to check in. Big game tonight as we reminisce about uh, some of the low moments. I'm going to get back to Stanford and Jimmy Harbaugh in just a sec. 888-463-6748. We're going to do our NFL round them up and wrap them up. We'll go over each game, put it, put it to uh, music a little bit. It's kind of a regular Monday tribute that we do here on the Two Guys in a Mic show. But there was a Minnesota Vikings Monday night football game when the Vikings were just embarrassing the Bears. Again, I can't I think it was Jerron. And I can't remember who the receiver was, but he catches the ball, sprints to the end zone, wide open, and before he gets to the end zone, the defensive back for the Bears is chasing in pursuit, but there's no chance of catching him. The Minnesota Viking receiver, I wish I could remember who it was. Maybe one of our listeners will remember, 888-463-674. At the final 10 yards, he backpedals slowly, sticking the football out at the Chicago Bear player. Just taunting. Taunting. And again, that was bad, but what got my boiling point even more is the Bears never responded to that cheap shot. Never. Now those are the two instances, the Harbaugh Airplane, swan song, whatever you want to call it, with the arms up and down in front of the Bears bench and that Minnesota play. Bear fans uh, who go back that far, I think you'll remember that. It was a brutal, brutal Monday night game. Of course, we've had a lot of 
really bad Monday night games, but it was against the Minnesota Vikings. Anyhow, despite that, Jim Harbaugh watching his Stanford Cardinal folk talk a little college football here. Great Saturday of college football action, some upsets and some uh, uh, top-ranked teams, some of the top teams hanging on for close victories. But I'll tell you what, the Stanford Cardinal, they're the best college football team I've seen this year. And Jimmy Harbaugh was a quarterback, and he calls the offensive plays, but it's their defense that really shines. Not the biggest. Size-wise, they don't intimidate you. They don't have one guy that's like the All-American that just, you know, leads the defense. What's so impressive with the Stanford Cardinal defense is they destroyed Notre Dame. What do we got on a final score of that game? Um, 37 to 14, second half, they just pulled away. They tackle. I mean, I hardly saw a missed tackle the entire game. Good, sharp, decisive tackling. Each and every guy. Impressive on the Stanford defense. And their offense ain't bad either with a Heisman candidate named Andrew Luck and a couple of big horse running backs there either. They're the best college football team. Not that I've seen every one. But right now, the best team that I've seen, the Stanford Cardinal. Very, very good. And that's despite my eminent dislike for Jim Harbaugh. By the way, with Stanford's great win, uh, David, guess who's... I've seen it more than a couple times now. Be it tweets... Facebook, little mentions in the Tribune, uh, little. You know, the Jim Harbaugh down the road, future coach, Chicago Bear. That'd be tough for me. That would be tough for me. Even if he wins, it would be tough because he's an eminently unlikable guy. But anyhow, Stanford Cardinal win. Now, the number one ranked team in the country, folks, if you watch that game, Sunday morning day, like a true dedicated fan, even though I didn't watch any National Football League action, bad sports talk host. But uh, Sunday morning, I'm watching a DVR tape of the Alabama-Arkansas game. So I'm all over the college football, folks, before reading my Sunday morning paper now. It's become a Sunday morning tradition. Great ball game. What a great atmosphere. Put down Arkansas Razorback, I don't know what they call it, Hoghead Stadium in Fayetteville, Arkansas. That's, that's on my list of stadiums to visit. What a cool atmosphere that was. Arkansas fans turning out in full force unfortunately disappointed at the end because that place would have erupted. And Alabama was down, I think, 20-7 to in halftime. Championship comeback by the Crimson Tide as they knock off Arkansas down the stretch, 24-20 to Arkansas's quarterback. Ryan Mallett threw a couple of bad interceptions. Tough defeat. Great game, though. You talk about all that is good about college football, the Southeast Conference, a little Alabama-Arkansas on a Saturday afternoon or a nice quiet Sunday morning if you're complete yahoo like me watching tape at 6 30 in the morning but i thoroughly enjoyed it my cup of coffee kids are sleeping wife's not up yet. it's a beautiful thing it's my new tradition sunday morning college football and here's another thing i discovered you know mark ingram won the heisman trophy last year and i think i can speak for a fair amount of uh, mid-range fans the middle class if you will of football fans we didn't see that much mark ingram football probably saw him Live or even in highlights, less than any Heisman candidate in recent memory. Maybe any Heisman candidate ever. Not saying he wasn't deserving. He just wasn't the big sexy guy in Alabama, wasn't always on TV. But uh, So I saw him a little bit last year, and I watched the uh, entire Alabama-Arkansas game, my first real good look at Mark Ingram, who is now healthy after missing a couple of games. He is a load. Man, tough. Not exactly blistering speed. But just a load to bring down. I mean, there was one time a couple of guys tackled him, then a third guy, fourth guy, five, second, you know, guys jumping on him, 
And there were a couple of his blockers, and you, know, you couldn't see Mark Ingram. But all you could see is the five or six tacklers for Arkansas. The red jerseys, as they kept jumping on him, kept moving back slowly, slowly. So he must have pushed the pile another seven, eight yards with probably 1,500 pounds of football player on top of him. That guy is tough, and he's got some bursts, too. He can go the distance. Not like he's the fastest guy in college football, but he's got bursts. He is an NFL running back. Basically, he's an NFL running back playing college football right now. Very tough to bring down. Got the thighs of uh, these two computer screens put together. I mean, how do you wrap up a guy like that? He was unbelievable. Other college football games, we'll get to NFL when we come back from our uh, first break, but other college football games over the weekend, Northwestern knocked off Central Michigan 30-25. to How about Wisconsin? 70-3 to over Austin P. Always root for Austin P. because when they do good, you hear their crowd making the famous cheer, let's go P, let's go P. Not a lot of cheering from the Austin Pay sidelines. 70-3, to and might I be the first or maybe I'll be the last, or somewhere in the vast in between, but let us end the rivalry that I think is one year old, Wisconsin against Austin P. Come on, Wisconsin, schedule somebody else next year. Wisconsin, pretty good ball club, though. Boise State knocked off Oregon State 37-24, to so they remain in their uh, number three standing in the rankings. How about UCLA shocking Texas? 34 to 12 at Texas. By the way, that was a game the uh, coach told you in our Friday prediction show. I actually had Arkansas beating Alabama. And I almost had it right because I, th- I think the comment I made is everything's come too easy for Alabama so, so far. A, Arkansas is a better team than people think. And B, Alabama's been cruising along. They are going to run into a bump in the road. Now, I thought that bump in the road might knock them off. They did hit a bump in the road, but they were able to have a strong enough vehicle, a championship vehicle, if you will, to get over that bump in the road. But I called a couple of those college games, David. Very impressive by me. Pat myself on the back. Thank you very much. Uh, yet Texas. Now, I had a feeling UCLA could upset Texas. I didn't think it would be by the tune of 34-12 to 12 at Texas. Wow. Maybe the upset of the weekend. Not a good day for uh Mac Brown and company. Auburn knocked off South Carolina. A couple of top 25 teams there, 35 to 27. And how about Northern Illinois? The Huskies knock off a Big Ten team. Minnesota 34-23. Chad Spann, 223 yards. So there were a couple of um, Big Ten teams to get upset. The other one was Toledo beating Purdue 31 to 20. Purdue has now lost their quarterback. Their number one receiver, uh, number one running back, Ralph Bolden. And their number one receiver, who happens to be an All-American candidate, Keith Smith. So they're missing their three best skill position players. Danny Hope's a pretty good coach in Purdue, of course. Great football school, great football program. They're down right now. I hope they don't give up on Danny Hope yet. I think he's a pretty good coach. But uh, without those three guys, they get upset by Toledo, 31-20. to All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll go over some of the NFL games, talk a little PGA golf, too, as Jimmy Furyk comes away with $10 million and. uh couple other news and notes off the sports page as well. David Olson, our producer today, Coach Flying Solo. Phone lines are open if you want to check in. 888 Nine digits. Your conduit to phone conversation.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. All right, we're back at the Two Guys and a Mic show, TalkZone.com. Watching some stuff on the screen, Jake Cutler throwing the ball downfield against the Dallas Cowboys. Boy, hope he can do the same thing tonight. Everybody getting a little excited about the uh, Jay Cutler experience with the Bears, and certainly the last game looked like the offense and the Jay Cutler that we always thought we would have. Talk a little Bear Packer football here on our Two Guys at a Mike Show Monday Night Football, and Bear fans know that Monday nights have not been particularly night for uh, nice for Chicago Bear fans, but let's hope... Uh, Tonight will be a change. We welcome in our regular co-host via the phone lines, the big dog, Joel Radwanski, checking in from Parts Unknown. Actually, if you look at Joel's birth certificate, it says born Parts Unknown. How are you, big dog? Uh, I'm doing pretty well, Coach. Actually, hopefully I'm doing a lot better by the end of the week. I, I should have a really good job starting next week. <laughs> I was told by the vice president of this particular company wow. I didn't need to interview again. Uh-huh. So I'm pretty sure I'm getting this job. And as a matter of fact, I should be writing up right now. I should be writing up thank you notes to all these people, but I, I forgot mm-hmm. their email addresses, so I will can do you, that. Can you give our listeners home. a hint? Will you be at the counter or back cooking at the new Chick-fil-A? Uh, I would I, Actually, no, they wouldn't <laughs> take me, Coach. <laughs> oh, you got turned down there, huh? Yes, you didn't, yeah. What, you didn't know the vice president or what? Yeah, well, I, I went to Chick-fil-A.com. Yep. And I realized it was Chick-fil-A.net, if you know what I'm talking oh, about, boy. Coach. I yes. brought the wrong resume in. You can run into you can run into problems. You got to make sure you get your orgs and .coms and .nets correct. Otherwise, I've met a Chick Fil A before, and trust me, it wasn't at the fry machine. No, no, and you almost got filleted yourself. And uh, talking about parts unknown, a couple of your parts were unknown at that point. Woo! Hey, blue forty-two red seventeen. Big dog. Uh, we were talking beat the schmoes here. You uh, had Arkansas on the points against Alabama. You won that one, right? Yes, I did. Oregon State and the points against Boise State, you won that? Yes, I won that. And Nicely then I done. Have, I have the Bears plus three tonight. And normally we don't do the Monday night game, but you mm-hmm. have to have an exception just in case the Bears are the Monday night game. Yeah. And, you know, the Bears at home getting points, uh, people still saying they're no good. I, I like that. Everybody keep piling on the Bears, keep on saying they suck. And then, you know, in five or six weeks mm-hmm. when – Everybody starts figuring out that I was right that they're going to win ten games this year. Then, mm-hmm. you know, then pat them on the back. And when you do try to push them over, because uh, I, I, this team plays a lot better with a chip on their shoulder, coach. And if they can figure out how to run the ball, and they're going to have to do it tonight to win. I, they're going to have to run the ball well tonight to win. Uh, I, I think they'll be able to get it done, though. So well, I, I like the Bears tonight plus the three points. Remember, a chip on the shoulder indicates wood. Higher up. I always worry about people with chips on their shoulder. And uh, David Olson, you'll be happy to know our producer, Big Dog, came in at 2-1. and one. So we have a chance between you and him to uh, go a collective 5-1. and one. And don't ask how I did. It was not pretty. Oh, I don't even know what you took this past weekend, to be quite honest with you. I felt uh, pretty comfortable. Cleveland over the Ravens, uh, that was probably my worst pick. But I felt comfortable. Seattle giving up, I'm sorry, San Diego giving up a few points to Seattle. I thought for sure that was a win. And the Redskins giving up a couple on the road against the Rams. I thought I was 2-0 and there for sure. And, of course, both of those teams bombed out in their 0-3. Yeah. I went 0-3. Yeah, San Diego can't run the football whatsoever. All they do is throw it every down. They yeah. they don't have a chance to beat anybody. You know, it's you know that, that was funny because some guy tried to get all puppy chested with me, some like hundred and twenty pound dude, 
And he was like, oh, the, the Bears are going to get killed by Green Bay, blah, blah, blah. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw for a million yards. I'm like, let him throw. I hope. I was like, hopefully the Packers have more passing yards by the end of the night than the Bears. Yep. And he's like, oh, they're going to kill him that way. I was like, you don't have any clue what it takes to win a football game. I hope mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Rodgers throws for 450 yards because that Let means me- three interceptions, couple sacks. And that they're going to, they're losing a football game. Let me uh, relay this, if you could, to the 120 pound dude with his chest sticking out. Must not have been much of a chest, by the way. If he's only no, it wasn't. 120 pounds. Tell him that Philip Rivers, for a losing San Diego team yesterday, passed yeah. for 453 yards. There you go. Set the record for. Uh, yeah. It was funny. Is he set the record for most yards passing by a, a San Diego Charger quarterback? Yeah. He broke Dan Faust's record, and when they brought it up to Dan Faust, Dan Faust said. Well, I'm glad he's broken that record. I lost that game. <laughs> so you know what I mean? It's yes. Like, there's, it's the people. It's, it's a weird thing. You, the more you throw, the better chance you have of losing. Uh, but you know, I that particular guy, the 120 pound puffy chested dude, he was a referee with me in what was attempting to be the world's <laughs> largest dodgeball game ever played. Oh, I love dodgeball. How many? Well, how many? How many people on each team? Well, uh, we were going to have 600 people, but when wow. they found out that UC Irvine the night before had 1,780 people, people tended not to show up. Oh, man. The Fighting so Anteaters out, did you? They they did. Uh. And what ended up happening was uh, Jockey was sponsoring it. So they got everybody uh take their clothes off, and they put it in jo- – everybody wore Jockey underwear. Yep. So it ended up being the world's largest dodgeball game played in underwear. And, Coach, quite simply, 95% of those people I did not need to see in underwear. But it was definitely worth it for well, the 5% who did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But you're saying that that game, the world record, was played out in California, not here in Chicago? It was not played, yeah. Okay. We couldn't break the record. And as soon as word got out, we didn't have as many people. So it ended up only about 800 people showed up, but they mm-hmm. were all in their underwear, Coach. So so you were refereeing the game, and your your game they were in underwear as well? That's that's coach, outstanding. Coach, like I like I was saying, since our since our game couldn't be, we couldn't break it. They decided to play it in their underwear instead. Oh, I thought you meant the the record setting game out in California was played in underwear. No, that, you don't listen very okay. well. Okay, I, I apologize because I, I saw our that. Fans, our fans of David Olson heard me perfectly. Okay, I apologize. I did see that advertised that there was going to be a jockey sponsored game. Now I'm going to hopefully, hopefully, jockey does not have any kind of thong products that people were. Oh, no. Okay. Please. I saw stuff jiggling, and it wasn't those big bouncy balls. <laughs> yeah. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. People think it something was... like that, you know, they're going to be like the models they see on TV. Unfortunately, Big Dog, 94.7% of us wearing just underwear or less, it's not a pretty sight. Well, I, I round that up straight up to 95. Wow. That's why I said, yeah, but trust me, those 5% that we're, we're worth looking at, <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> So I, it, it never, I, I did well is the best way I can tell you, Coach. I did extremely well. What do you mean you did well? Game. You were the objective, very professional referee of a dodgeball game. There's and no – there's while, no. While there, I was approached and asked why I wasn't in my underwear, and I was more than willing to get down into underwear. And after <laughs> five to six minutes of talking to this particular uh-huh. young lady, I'm – Things worked out, is all I can say, Coach. It was it was awfully good. She was part of the five percent, so I'm, I was pretty happy. <laughs> so you were so you were officiating in your skivvies. Like I said, Coach, I was not in my underwear, and she was wondering but, why I was not in right, my underwear. But did you not follow up by saying that you were happy to oblige, Coach? That, I already said that to you. 
So is you this, were. Am I on, is this, is this well, I are just you asked you, <laughs> I just asked you, did you end out refereeing in your underwear? And I assume the answer would be yes, but you're telling me no now. Coach. Yes. Coach, I, she asked me why I wasn't in my underwear. I, I heard that part. And then yes. I said to her, no, but I'd be willing to get down in my ah, underwear. Well, I said this to you, and then you asked me both those questions. Well, right no, I think if our producer, I don't want to get into a little jibe here, we got to talk Bear Packer, get to our NFL roundup. up. I think if we play back the tape, I don't think that's the way. Uh, that's exactly you, what I said. I don't know about that, but who cares? Uh, good. Well, it sounded like, even though you didn't set a record, it sounded like a good time was had by all or at least one girl in the top 5%. Yes, yes, that was good. That was good. <laughs> oh, hey, did anybody, oh, boy, dodgeball in just in a jacket? Was there any, like, injuries in the groinal area? Uh, there was one guy that went down, how can you say, uh, yes. where everybody in the whole place basically went, ooh, and like four or five girls cracked up hysterically. Luckily, the girl that uh, is part of the five percent that is we're going out next week wasn't one of those girls laughing when the guy went down. Because trust me, I eliminated one of those girls wasn't the five percent. I eliminated her. I'm not talking to her later. Can't trust her. You never know. Someone so, who laughs a little too hard at that, you would not be interested in going out with, huh? No, absolutely not. You got to worry about a girl like that. Typically, <laughs> <laughs> girls oh, like that goodness. have like, tattoos and strange yeah. places. And nobody, uh, fortunately, I'm hoping nobody in the game had to be carried away to a hospital after an, a problem that could have lasted like four hours or more. No, there was definitely okay. a couple stretchers on hand, though, Coach. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. The jockeys are no expense. They made sure that there was plenty of ambulances there, and it was it was okay. a good time. A good time to be had for all. All right. It was a good time to be had for all yesterday as well. We already went over college football a little bit, Big Dog. Let's talk some NFL real quick. We'll get the Bear Packer preview, but uh, uh, some of the games yesterday, well, you want to do a quick round of them up? How much time you got, Big Dog? I don't I'm wanna... not exactly sure how much time I have, Coach, but uh, I, I might have to go in the middle of this. But all right. I, I well, you know what? Right now. I'll do the round them up, wrap up on my own. How about I want to hear some thoughts from you, games you saw over the weekend, pontificate, if you will, and I hope you're wearing more than your jockey shorts. Well, well as you know what I do, Coach, I watched the NFL Red Zone Network when it's Sunday. So I, I didn't watch any specific games, but I did see most of the action, you know, like the big action that that was going on uh, when it comes to NFL. And I guess Michael Vick ends up being uh, one of another great story. He ends up uh, playing absolutely phenomenal against your pick to click this year, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he looks absolutely great. Uh, Leon Washington is let go by the Jets. The Jets add all these players. But they let a couple really good players go. Also, Leon Washington was one of them, and mm-hmm. he ends up with two kickoff returns for touchdowns <laughs> yesterday for Washington. He was absolutely phenomenal. So San Diego is looked out giving the, the, those people a hard time because they don't run the ball. They were scoring, but the only problem was you score a touchdown, then you give off a kickoff return for a touchdown. That that's a good way to for a quarterback to throw for 450 yards. Yep. Coach, if you're always on the field, the killer was the uh, the second yeah. one because they had given up one early, and then they score a touchdown to tie it up with what about. Six minutes left? Oh, what a game. And, the, yeah, just the way they did that, because they kept on being penalties and penalties, and then they, they scored anyways, and then when they went for two, there was a penalty. And so they went for two again, and they got it anyways. And that mm-hmm. was, for that, like, two or three minutes was <laughs> excruciating if you were a San Diego Charger fan. Mm. Seattle but, wins yeah. that ball game 27-20. to 20. How about uh, there's a couple of overtime games where kickers did not exactly come through, huh? Yeah, Garrett Hartley. Oh, my mm. goodness. The kid from uh, New Orleans. And you know what? Drew Brees didn't exactly throw him under the bus. But somebody asked, hey, should uh, he definitely defended his coach. 
Sean Payton and not the kicker. When they were, they were basically like, hey, should you run a couple more plays? He's like, no. What if we fumbled or whatever? The coach made the good decision. You, yeah. We did the right thing. The kicker's got to make what, that kick. What you're He's referring right. to. You know, normally, normally you have them say stuff like that. So Yeah, what you're referring to, I think, is the fact that they got down to, what, about the 10-yard line, and instead of going for the touchdown, they kicked the field goal on first down? Yes. Yeah, which I, I would agree. Now, let me ask you, in the overtime this year, the new rule is if you score field goal first possession, the other team has a chance to uh, get a possession. Is that correct? Or Kind of. See, that's another thing that you don't really, you didn't really listen to. That's only playoff games, Coach. Playoff games only, okay. Playoff games only. Okay, so, so yeah, I agree with yeah. you. Kick yeah, first down, 10-yard line, chip shot, kick the field goal. No, no second yeah. guessing there. Yeah, if you take the ball... And it's almost like you don't want to take the ball anymore in overtime in the playoffs because you don't have that option of you basically have to score a touchdown. Oh, boy, I don't know about that. Touchdown wins the game with no rebuttal from the other team. Yeah. I'll still take the ball. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. It makes it a little tighter, but I I think I would still take the ball. But, wow, you know, we've talked about it before. You know, football, a game with, you know, just such a physical, aggressive, tough game for – Three and a half hours, however long it lasts, and then the five foot eight inch, one hundred and forty eight pound field goal kicker comes out to decide the game. It is. I can't think of another sport, big dog, that has that kind of irony. Yeah, isn't it funny? You know what cracks me up is like a lot of football players they rip on the kicker, blah blah blah. They're, you know, there's three or four games. Their playoffs hinge on the soccer player, mm-hmm. so they shouldn't be making fun of. Them. They should treat them like they were like their golden child. To be honest with you, yeah. I always find that really funny when they don't, uh, when they rip on the character. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just somehow it cheap. It cheapens the game a little bit that a kicker can have that much of an effect in the in the case of this game deciding the game when you know the the large majority of the game is played by the defense and the offense. Well, that that's what you got to love about it. Everybody on the team has their own specialty, and everybody has different sized bodies. One guy's a leader. It's one guy's really smart. I, I love the fact about football. I love that. Mm-hmm. So. All right, and then the other—I uh, don't know—was it overtime? I guess it was the end of regulation, right? Sebastian Janikowski. Yeah. For Oakland, a team badly in need of victory, and he misses a chip shot as well. Yeah, a first round draft pick for a kicker. He misses three field goals yesterday, a 50 yarder, a 32 yarder, and a 29 yarder, and it cost his team the game, basically. The Raiders looked pretty good, to be honest with you. Yeah, and a team, Oakland, sort of like Detroit, a team badly in need of getting over the hump and getting a victory. And Sebastian Janikowski had all kinds of problems earlier in his career. He straightened himself out, the big dog, and he actually has become a very, very, very good field goal kicker. That was one of his few misses, but boy. Bad day yesterday for Sebastian. Yeah, absolutely. That was uh, <laughs> he didn't look very happy. As a matter of fact, I don't think he he was going to be uh, asked to go home on the team bus. To be honest with you. <laughs> All right. Well, that was like the old days when he was really obnoxious. But um, any other things you saw on the uh, TV, even back from uh, Saturday's college football? That before we lose you here in your news and notes, things to bring out. Uh, well, when it comes to the to the college football stuff, coach, there was all type of really good uh, games this weekend, and it, a lot of the uh, the top ten teams either had a scare or they lost. Mm-hmm. You look at what happened with uh, UCLA, who had played really, really poorly and looked weak, absolutely dominated Texas, coach. That wasn't even close. From the second quarter on, they absolutely just won uh, ramshot over them. And uh, Notre Dame 
they looked very, very poor against uh, Stanford. All Stanford did was go in the high formation and run the ISO down to the throw. I made the stuff. comment, Big Dog, and not that I've seen every team play every minute so far, but the best college football team I've seen so far this year, mm-hmm. St- Stanford Cardinal. You know, they looked really, 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 really good, Coach. They, uh, th- you know, they play regular, like, pro-style football. Yep. Uh, they, they can defend. You know, Coach, to, to be honest with you, I, honestly, uh, Ohio State and Alabama have definitely separated themselves. But to mm-hmm. me, the third-best team in the country this year right now is Stanford. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay. So, and, uh, and the Alabama game, by the way, you talk Alabama, and I, I predicted that they would have a hard time. I thought Arkansas might be able to pull off the upset. It was right there for them. What a great setting that was. But Bama finds a way to uh, get the win. Big dog championship teams have to win those kind of games. You know, this is no joke for the first three quarters of uh, that game. Ryan Mallett was looking like a number one overall draft pick. Yep. He was looking like a Heisman Trophy winner. And then next thing you know, he throws two horrific interceptions. You know, there, there's sometimes you throw a good pass, maybe a receiver drops it or there's a tip, or maybe you're just trying to make a play and get it in there. Those were like first down. He could do whatever he wants with the ball. He doesn't have to make a play like on third and long or anything like that. And he just threw it. Two horrible interceptions to Alabama players. Ryan Mallett cost them the game. Really cost them the game. Or oh, how about we we'll just say that you know Alabama's confusing defense won the game for him. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Don't downplay Alabama. Whatever he they went on the road against a very good, very very good yeah. Razorback team and, and had a tough game. And you're going to have to do that. Trust me. There's going to be days this year that Ohio State and Stanford and Boise State will struggle. Yeah, and you're right about Arkansas. They are a legitimate top ten team in Alabama's. Mark Ingram, boy, that guy is one tough dude. To he's an NFL running back right now, and he's playing college football. Now, doesn't he look like? Doesn't he run like Emmett Smith, coach? That's a good comparison. Mm-hmm. That's a good, very good. And he's even Smith might be a little bit quicker, but uh, he's even stronger than Emmett Smith. But he, um, it's funny because he runs with the, the ball in the same hand. Yeah. I mean, Emmitt Smith always had it in his left hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Ingram always has it in his right hand. Yep. So, like, they have, I mean, no, it's opposite, but they have that, like, the same thing. Yeah, pretty similar and, styles, I would agree. And they both run where 22. That His first touchdown run that tied the game up at seven right there, mm-hmm. that was one of the best runs I've ever seen. I'm not kidding you. That was phenomenal. Any chance you were at uh, Northwestern University watching my Wildcat knock off the Chippewa? Was that in your Saturday programming? Luckily for me, no. Ah, but, come uh, on. I did try to. I, I watched the end of the game on television. Um, mm-hmm. Very good game. Central Michigan got that backdoor cover. Um, Northwestern. I guess the the best way that we can talk about them, coach, is the fact that they played horrible. They made all kinds of mistakes. They still won the football game, and afterwards, Pat Fitzgerald was extremely unhappy as a head football coach. So Northwestern's yep. come a long way that they can lose the game and play horribly and the coach be uh, happy about it. 30,000-plus. So you're absolutely right about that. But 30,000-plus, uh, one of the larger crowds in recent memory for Northwestern University at the football game. So people are just starting to discover Wildcat football. That was nice to see indeed. And, Big Dog, before it's over, we got to get you out to Patrick Ryan Stadium. You, me, a little tailgating. We need you to uh, one game. we got to get you to Northwestern. Okay, I've been to Northwestern football games before. There, I'm really no, I'm not messed with anything. So if you, in the next Northwestern game, I'm going to go to will involve Wrigley Field and the Fighting Illini this year on November wow. 20th. You got tickets for that? I'm going to, coach. I'm going to get out somehow to show some leg or something. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Just show up in your referee shirt and your jockey underwear like you did over the weekend, and you'll be you'll have the same success ratio, I'm sure. 
Oh, well, that'd be good. One for one is excellent, Coach. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, Big Dog, you going to stay with us? we got to take a quick break. i got to go, Coach. I have right. to tell you. Beautiful. We I, have... yeah, I'll try to check in every single day this week, but I, I, I won't be able to do the show until next week. What is job number 43, by the way? Can you give our listeners a hint? When does it start? What is it? What, the one I'm doing right now or the one next week? The one you're doing right now, I guess. I really don't want to tell anybody. There you it's go. Embarrassing. There you go. It's the big dog, Joel Radwanski, checking in. Dog, hopefully we'll talk to you tomorrow for a brief moment in time. I'll talk to you tomorrow, Coach. All right. Big dog, Joel Radwanski, checking in. Our regular partner, 888-463-6748. The phone number. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get a little music playing. We'll go over the NFL football games, round them up and wrap them up, and talk a little golf, get off the sports page as well. Time is running short. Let's get to the break. Back in a minute. Two guys in a mic. Talk zone. Dot com. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and we're back at you two guys at a mic show talkzone.com we appreciate the big dog checking in for a brief moment in time and that really was a brief moment in time i, I wonder if that you think you can youtube the jockey underwear dodgeball game i had heard they were going to do that how disappointing, though. You get all built up to set a world record, and then somebody else out in California beats you to the punch. That'd be pretty cool, though. 1,600 people for a dodgeball game. And the sad thing about it, Dave, is they had only one ball for 1,600. You can imagine when the ball was thrown the fight over. <laughs> all right. Uh, and by the way, speaking of battles, I've got to do a little battle tonight over the uh, one large flat-screen TV we have in our house. Because it's Bear Packer Monday Night Football. You would think it would be an automatic. My wife and my older son, who is completely non-sports oriented, wouldn't know a Bear player from a Packer player if it bit him in the face. Their favorite shows are on the night, including Chuck and Castle. Which are pretty good shows, by the way. The Chuckster and Castle, both both very, very good shows. But it's Bear Packer Monday Night Football. Should be no decision, right? So i got to do a little battle. Might have to spar a, but hopefully I will uh, win that battle, be able to watch the football game on the big screen TV. Bears taking on Packers tonight. Both teams 2-0, great rivalry, storied rivalry. Both teams with red-hot quarterbacks. We'll see how that game comes out. Any Chicago Bear fans listening to the program or if you're out in Green Bay. Not a Green Bay Packer hater here, by the way. There are plenty here in the city of Chicago, but I, as a long-time, long-time Bears fan, with the exception of the Forrest Gregg years, which... I think everybody has heard slash remembered. Uh, always appreciated the Green Bay Packers. I like what the Packers stand for. The city of Green Bay. It's their only sports team. Live and breathe Packer football. 
Paul Horning, Jimmy Taylor, Carol Dale, Jerry Kramer, Max McGee, Bart Starr. Not a Packer hater. When they play the Bears, I root for the Bears, but I appreciate the Green Bay Packers. Team that is at least technically owned by the fans of the city, right? Not some big, high-powered, you know, multi-billionaire owner. They live and breathe their Packer football. I like Green Bay Packers. Always appreciated what they stand for. But tonight, still rooting for the Chicago Bear. You want to talk some Bear Packer football? 888-463-6748. Right now, let's crank up a little music. It's a regular Monday routine. I don't have the big dog to assist me. I'll do the best I can. It's time for our Monday edition of the NFL's Round em Up and Wrap em Up. Alrighty then, game number one of the knock at Kansas City, the Chiefs 31, San Francisco 10, Mike Singletary. Not a happy man, 0-3. I don't think if you're a 49er player, you cannot be looking forward to showing up to practice this week because it, it's not going to be pretty. Kansas City, on the other hand, you got to feel great for the Chiefs fan. They're 3-0. They look like they're for real. Matt Cassell, the quarterback they picked up from New England, leads them to victory. Nicely done. 3-0, the surprise team of the NFL York. Kansas City Chief. Dallas knocks off Houston 27-13. Bragging right to the big old state of Texas on hand. We wondered if the Houston Texans ready to take that next step, ready to go among the NFL's upper echelon, and the answer is not yet. They may be, but not yet. They lay an egg. Dallas all over an impressive performance by Tony Romo. Throws a couple touchdowns to Roy Williams. 27-13, the Cowboy over the Texans. Minnesota Vikings, Detroit Lions, NFC North football at its best. The Vikings beat them 24-10. Detroit still having trouble getting victories. And you wonder, you wonder how things would have been different if that Calvin Johnson catch would have counted. And they won their first game. Would that have just changed the whole image? Now the Lions are still fighting that we-can't-win philosophy, that we-can't-win mentality. I should say, Adrian Peterson, by the way, a great game for Minnesota. Uh, 24 rushes, 160 yards. Their defense, the Williams Wall and company, was outstanding. Big win for the Vikes in Detroit. I'm rooting for you guys. But still, 0-3 yet again. Next game we thought was going to be one of the better games of the NFL weekend. Two very good teams, both coming off of bad week twos. Who was going to bounce back? One team bounced back very well. That was Tennessee. They knock off the Giants 29-10. Tom Coughlin's Giants. They play the Bears next week. Penalties, turnovers, missed extra points, safeties. It was a disaster for the New York Giants and Tennessee Jeff Fisher. You can go back to the tapes, David Olson, before I know you, before you were married, before you were born. That wasn't that long ago. When the Bears were looking for a head coach way back when, Jeff Fisher was the guy that I wanted to coach our Chicago Bears. This is pre-Dick Durant. When he was still a young and up and coach, they didn't listen to me as they never do. And Jeff Fisher, now one of the best coaches in the NFL. All right, one of the better games of the weekend. Atlanta Falcons taking on the New Orleans Saints. Atlanta gets the victory. The defending champ down. Go, New Orleans. 27-24. to 24. We talked about it with the big dog. Garrett Hartley missing a 29-yard chip shot. In overtime, Atlanta comes right back. And Matt Ryan kicks a 46-yard field goal to win it for the Atlanta Falcons. Huge win for Atlanta. Uh, New Orleans, yeah, just a bump in the road. They'll bounce back, no problem. 
Pittsburgh taking on Tampa Bay. We asked on Friday, is Tampa Bay the surprise team of the NFL? Could they, could they be for real? Are they going to sneak up on people? Is their 2-0 record not really deceiving? The answer is yes, yes, and yes. And the final one is no. Tampa Bay is not for real, folks. They get blitzed by Pittsburgh. The Steelers, if you're a fan of defense, folks, if you are a fan of defense, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the, uh, the steel curtain is back. There's no Jack Ham, there's no Jack Lambert, there's no mean Joe Green, but the Steelers' defense best right now in the NFL all over. Tampa Bay, 38-13, to and how about Charlie Batch, the third-string quarterback, 35 years old, Charlie Batch leads the Steelers to victory. And, of course, Ben Roethlisberger coming back next week. It'll be interesting to see after next week if they insert him right back at quarterback with their win streak continuing. Indianapolis goes out to Mile High Stadium, takes on the Denver Broncos. You thought it would be a good game. Maybe at Mile High might slow down the fast pace. Indianapolis cold offense, not the case. Peyton Manning and company all over Denver, 350, 325 yards for Peyton Manning. Three touchdowns, another day at the office for the Colts and the Denver Broncos. Look like a 500 team in the making. Baltimore, the Ravens taking on the Cleveland Browns. Ravens had a very good week one. Their defense outstanding. Week two, they were brutal. Joe Flacco threw three interceptions. Week three, a different story. Flacco back on target. He finds Antoine Bolden, their new wide receiver course from the Arizona Cardinals, and Antoine gets out three touchdowns. I think I read in the paper where he's got, might be wrong on this, going off of memory, which for me is not a good thing, 600 catches. In his NFL career, and Anquan Bolden has hit 600 catches quicker than any NFL receiver in history. That's a pretty tall statement. Of course, he played all those years for the Arizona Cardinals, but uh, uh, guy's a heck of a receiver. He had a heck of a day yesterday. Three touchdown catches. Baltimore Ravens paid big bucks to get him in the offseason. One of the guys the Bears were looking at, too. He would have looked good in a Chicago Bear uniform, but Joe Flacco throws touchdowns three times to Anquan Bolden. All right. That's it for our roundup wrap-up. we got some other games, but those were the highlight games. Pretty good week, nothing overly dramatic. Nothing that's going to make week three, uh, you know, the most memorable week of NFL football, but some pretty good games yesterday, some pretty good performances, upsets, et cetera. And uh, there's a couple of 3-0 and teams to watch out for. The Pittsburgh Steelers are one of those. It is interesting. If Charlie Betch next week has another good game and the Steelers win and they go 4-0, now Ben Roethlisberger comes back. It's an interesting call. I think a lot of times you go with the hot quarterback. This might be an exception because there's just no doubt who the quarterback is of the Pittsburgh Steelers, as big of a jerk as he is. It's Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm assuming the teammates are still behind him. So I don't know, unless Charlie Batts throws four or five touchdowns. But it is the old axiom when you're winning. You got you got some feel-good going. You got some momentum going. You stick with it. It'll be an interesting call from Pittsburgh coach uh, Michael Timlin. Mike Tomlin. Um, but, it, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. It's like, you, uh, you, there's no comparison. You, right. you, 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 you can't stick with Charlie Batch. Because, I mean, it, 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 his skill, the from a player-to-player standpoint, Charlie Batch cannot compare to no. Ben Roethlisberger. Right. And sooner rather than later, He's going to stop. He's he's 
playing above above his level mm-hmm. at this point. Eventually, that's going to catch up with him. I would agree with you. This is and normally I say you you play the backup, you go with the, go with the guy that's hot. I think this is an exception, but. If we were to come back Monday, and any of our listeners out in the Pittsburgh area, NFL football fans, you want to chime in? A couple of minutes before the uh, show is ended for a beautiful Monday here, but still time to call in, 888-463-6748. You can always email us at Mike2GuysAOL.com. M-I-C and the number 2, Mike2GuysAOL.com. David, if we come back next Monday and Charlie Batch throws for three touchdowns, no turnovers, and 385 yards, you're probably right, but the decision gets a little bit. Right now, I think I'm comfortable with what you said, but I think if he has another good game, it could it could get interesting. We'll cross that bridge when uh, we don't have to cross it. Mike Tomlin. Not Timlin. Tomlin. Mike Timlin was a pitcher, I think. That is correct. Thank you very much. Now he's turning into Joel over here, correcting me with my pronunciations. Uh, real quick, off the football page in the baseball world, the San Francisco Giants uh, in the National League West, they take a half a game lead. Good day. For the Giants yesterday, because all their competition lose, uh, lost, they beat Colorado 4-2. to The Rockies had that big run, and they have now, I won't say tanked, but they've slumped enough where they are out of it. I think four games back with a week to go and three teams in front of them. But uh, San Francisco wins that game 4-2. to Matt Cain, by the way, hot of late. He had a no-hitter going into the eighth inning. So the Giants have a half-game lead. Cincinnati knocked off the Padres 12-2. And the Braves, who are battling for a wild-card spot, they lose to Washington 4-2. So good day yesterday for the Giants. They got a half-a-game lead. I think the Padres are a half-a-game up on the faltering Atlanta Braves. But that's going to be fun to watch. One week left. One week left. All the races are decided. I know you still got the American League East with Tampa Bay and the Yankees battling it out. But that's pretty much for a home-field advantage. Both those teams are going to be a bit. It will be fun to watch the National League West slash National League Wild Card race. And real quick, yesterday the other um, story of note, the FedEx Cup comes to a close. Somewhat confusing, points-oriented golf competition. I think I can speak again for the middle class of sports fans out there that are not totally into golf that follow it on a uh, a little bit more than casual basis. It's a little confusing. I'm sure the upper crust... The ones that follow it, uh, you know, could break it down and know exactly what's going on. But bottom line was, it came down to the final hole. And Jim Furyk looked like he had it wrapped up. And folks, we're talking about $10 million. Even for golfers that have had a lot of success, that's a whole bunch of money. That's some, that's some pretty good Christmas shopping money right there. And I think he bogeyed 16, bogeyed 17. He was in the bunker on 18. And I think if he would have bogeyed that one, he might have dropped the second place. It might have cost him in points. Luke Donald, the kid out of Northwestern University, was on the chase. But he gets up and down from the sand trap on the 18th in dramatic fashion. Jimmy Furyk brings home the FedEx Cup. And um, we're hoping to get Jim Furyk on the air tomorrow. I don't think we will, but we're hoping to. doesn't hurt to say that. All right, got to wrap up uh, today's show. David Olson, our producer, thank you very much. Big dog Joel Rodwanski. For checking in for a brief moment in time. We much appreciate that. And everybody out in TalkZone.com land, we thank you so much for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow, Residue Tuesday. We'll pick up some of the stories in the games from the weekend, and we'll look ahead to And, of course, a special Tuesday tomorrow, because hopefully, hopefully we'll be talking about a bear victory over the Packers. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day out there. Two guys in a mic, TalkZone.com, signing off.